Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This is the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Captain Mickey has been guiding the Texas Gulf Coast waters for over 30 years and has won numerous national and local tournaments. Now, here's your host, Captain Mickey. Good morning. Welcome to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show on this Friday morning. I'm Captain Mickey Eastman producing the Outdoor Show. This morning is Jake, our sponsors, Texas Insider Fishing Report and Mainstream Marketing. All right, looking at weather. Well, I hope everybody got some of that good rain yesterday. I know some didn't, some did. It even rained on Umbrella Point. That's, that's something. All right, looking at today, right now, current conditions, Galveston, 83 degrees. And uh, for today, variable clouds with scattered thunderstorms, high near 85. East-northeast winds 10 to 20. That rain chance, 50%. Tonight, east-northeast 5 to 10 with about a 30% chance of rain. And then for tomorrow, isolated thunderstorms in the morning. Mostly cloudy skies later in the day. High of 87. Winds will be northeast 5 to 10. Rain chance, 30%. So, not too bad. At least it's a little cooler. Uh, We can... We can all relate to that. Looking at tides for today, these are Galveston Channel tide predictions. There's four of them. We have a high coming up at 5.42 a.m. It's a 1.5, a low at 11.09. It's a 1.0, then a high at 4.57 p.m., a 1.5, and then a low tonight at 11.09 p.m., an 0.7. That's pretty cool. The morning low and the nighttime low are exactly 12 hours apart. You don't see that much. 7.04 a.m. is sunrise, 7.25 p.m. sunset, our moon phase. We're on a new moon, 0% visibility. And current conditions right now, the buoy offshore, it's 85 degrees with 86-degree water. East-southeast winds at 7 to 9. Barometric pressure is 29.90 inches and steady. Galveston Channel, 84 degrees, 88-degree water, east-southeast at 3. And at Eagle Point. It's 78 degrees with 84-degree water. Northeast winds 14 to 17. And as usual, Morgan's Point, no report, not available. All right. Well, let's go over to the Tri-Bay area, and let's get started off with a hammer this morning. Captain Glenn Hammond, see what he's up to. Glenn, good morning. What's going on over there? Hello? Yes. I'm there. I'm here. (laughs) Yeah. You didn't hear me uh, introduce you? Uh, yes, sir, I did, and then okay. it went kind of, kind of quiet, but I got you. Yes, sir. 
Good morning, nice everybody. What's yes, up? Yes, sir. Down in the Tri-Bay area, we got us some rain finally the last couple of days. So Good. we're happy about we're happy about that, Captain. Uh, we had a uh, on Wednesday afternoon, man. We had a. Uh, we had a little little light wind blowing, started looking good. I walked down to the beach, man, and I didn't even make it. I made it just about to the sand dunes, and I started smelling dead fish. Uh, I had went down there Wednesday, Thursday. You couldn't take it. Melinda and I went down for a beach and just walked down there. We had to boil fast as we could put our faces in our shirts and turn around and head back to the house. I guess uh, another one of those shad kills or something, but... Uh, I hadn't heard anything about it, and nobody's talking about it. Well, it but, was mentioned uh, yesterday morning. You know, somebody had uh, mentioned it, and uh, yeah, mm -hmm. at uh, on our beach. Wonder if that, yeah, I wonder if that's coming out of the Brazos again. It, I, I got a feeling, Captain Mickey. Uh, it's all, all of it's in one little old tide line where it, the tide came in, dumped them off, and when the tide went out, there they lay, and yeah. it's just a, a single line of them, far as you can see. But uh, I couldn't make it down there to check it out I, to see what they were or what. But I got close enough. I can I just I can take a lot of stuff, man. I can take deer guts and rabbit guts and all the other guts, but I cannot stand dead fish. Not, well, not like we can that. take all of it uh, till they're rotting. That's what I mean. That's uh, it was to that point really nasty. But uh, let's see, man. Uh, we had a. Uh, Day before yesterday, we had a half an inch of rain, just just a little bit over a half an inch. And then yesterday evening late, we had another. It was probably three quarters of an inch. So we might have we might have got an inch and a quarter, something like that. Total inch, not quite an inch and a half. But hey, we were happy to get any of it, man. I mean, it was the marsh grass is dying, the salt grass was dying, the Saint Augustine's crispy. Uh, to say the least, if you don't have the water to, uh, you, anyway, it just, it got a, got to be a pretty dry period, man, right there for a while. And so anyway, an inch is better than none. And, uh, our winds picked up when I had a few little, I mean, we had a lot of fire in the sky on, uh, I think it was Wednesday, Wednesday, there was a lot of lightning in the area. I mean, rumbling going on, buddy, when we woke up So. uh. But anyway, the Tri-Bay area got a got a little dampness, and uh, and I hope everybody else did. You said you got a little bit over there on Umbrella Point, so uh, any yeah, amount to I got me a nice half inch. inch. That's uh, it's oh, very good. welcome. Here's some stuff. It's Shoot. it's just low oxygen, you know, like we anticipated. It says mm -hmm. dead fish on shore at Freeport, Texas, are a result of low dissolved oxygen, and uh, which means oh, fish wow. died due to lack of oxygen in the water. It can be caused by natural factors such as war, war, uh, warmer water temperatures and lack of waves. And the fish in the Gulf are mostly menhaden, and officials mm -hmm. advise that beach go goers to avoid the area and, and not enter the water until the area is cleaned. And uh, currently, Brazoria County right. Parks beach crews, they continue to clean up the process to ensure all the public beaches remain clean and safe. So... Well, yeah. your nose will tell you not to go on the beach. Uh, no, it did, buddy. I couldn't take it. I had to <laughs> turn, turn around and head back to the house. Oh, yeah. Lord have mercy. But uh, but the Gulf's looking good. Let me tell you, that water, 
uh, Thursday, Wednesday evening, Thursday, that winds, you know, Monday and Tuesday, the winds were lighter. Things started really looking good, man. That breach front was cleaning up and it was probably doable on, uh, on Wednesday evening. You could have probably got out there in that surf. Uh, the wind picked up a little bit yesterday, but, uh, I mean, it was, it was green all the way to the beach. Uh, mm -hmm. I used to, when I was a young man and, uh, was a little healthier, I'd go right out in that surf. There wasn't nothing going to keep me out of it. And I'd go out to between that second and third sandbar. And, uh, I would jump up when a wave would come. <laughs> I'd hold my rod and reel up in the air as far as I could jump up, let that wave go by and make another cast. Oh yeah. <laughs> get you a little timing going on, but you could really whop and waylay those trout out there. I always did good, man. Uh, there was a couple of little guts run down horizontal along the beach. You know, we've always had one, two, even three guts at one time. I don't Everybody sometimes, trying to make it to the third bar. That's where the magic was. Yeah, everybody, everybody it thought, seemed like, yeah, yeah the guys that were seven bar, feet man. tall like yourself. Yeah, I know. I had some friends that were tall as you and, Oh, I used to have put my problems. rod in my mouth and dog paddle out there till I could stand up. <laughs> couldn't keep you out of that surf, you know it? Yeah, I, I mean, I, they couldn't keep me out of it, I'll tell you that much. And we had an old pier down here, Sam Spear, that went out into the Gulf right here in Surfside. And mm. it was a, it was famous for years and years. It was a lighted pier. And, and uh, you didn't have to go on the pier. You just wade out there somewhere around the piling, just first second third gut and catch all the trout you wanted around the bottom of those things man but uh a hurricane after hurricane after hurricane just took one piece of it at a time and and next thing you know there was just a few pilings left and after ike came through there wasn't anything left so and nobody ever rebuilt and uh i guess they're not ever i don't know maybe they probably just don't issue permits for that anymore but that was a that was a fun way to spend a, an afternoon go out there and pay your uh i don't i forget how much it was it was like twelve dollars for a 24-hour pass or something and it was ridiculous cheap mm. you know where you can take your minnow bucket now you'd have to take you a long rope uh to to tie your minnow bucket down off of that pier and where you could lift it up and stuff and, and uh man it was really cool and they'll just sit out there at night let the cool breeze blow watch those big old trout swim around down in those guts uh nothing like it I, i'm sure miss that stuff down here but anyway for as far as me and fishing no hadn't got out this week uh gonna try to get out i don't know uh, i've got some things i got a couple trips next week uh the weather will let me but i would uh i would have canceled anyway this week because everything was just so uh you know everything was iffy iffy and like i said after i went uh went down to the beach and smelt that i said oh man i'm I'm not going to put nobody in that. <laughs> We're going to, we, we'd be fishing down towards the pass anyway, right about this time of the year until it gets a little cooler. We're not getting any bull tides. Our tides are still a little bit, still, still below normal, man. Uh, you know, that South wind, we've got a, we got a four and five mile an hour South wind blowing this morning. And, uh, it seems like right every time here lately that the water starts getting real clean we'll get that south wind again and just brush it up and make it everything sandy but our yeah. tides are holding at bay if you will they're just not they're just not bulled up yet you know i know we're gonna 
equinox or whatever is going to be coming on soon and we'll be getting those big bull ties but it's just not happening right now or we're we're still we're still probably a foot and a half below pool uh something like that i'd, I'd say a foot and a half below normal level mm-hmm. and uh anyway uh yeah they've um, been up my way you know i've been getting a good bull tide in the mornings up my way and kind of normal yeah they're but, well, it's you know, not wind, wind controls your area so much, you know. Right. Yes, sir, it sure does. It sure does. It, uh, uh, the, the harder east, southeast that we have, the more water we get. Anything with the south and the west and all that stuff, the less water we get. So it's, it's just a shallow, shallow area. Uh, I'm talking about the bay and not the beach right now, but the bay area. You know, it's, it's, it's coming. I know it's coming because... A bull tide, I'll have to park my, my truck halfway up my street towards the highway, towards Blue Water Highway. I mean, I had to. I just don't even mess with it. I put my vehicles up in different friends' houses that live up on the road, up on the higher ground. Right. We get out of here because I'm, I'm right. I'm the last house on the street, and I'm right on Swan Lake, a uh, little bitty bay that uh, runs behind the house here. And, and uh, it creeps up. It'll creep up on you, but it doesn't take very much. And uh, we just hadn't seen those tides come up in the yard yet, well, and I'm King, glad. King tides are right around the corner for you. I think our fall equinox this year is uh, the 23rd of this month. So is it, start, yeah, I was, start pumping some water in your backyard, man. It'll be coming. It's coming. I know. I know. Well, so are the, when, when that happens, so do the herds of reds, man. People Millions go of fish and, riding the green tide up into the shallows. <laughs> Millions of You know they're you know it's coming. Eight and nine pounders are coming. Yeah. <laughs> coming to a there flat you near you. We're going to try to Top meet out at the ranch every on cast. Sunday. <laughs> Sunday morning. I think we're going out to Sweeney and do a little ranch cleanup. Uh, you know, November 4th is opening day and uh, all the way through January. The I forget what the end of it is. The general season. Uh, it's, I know it's a fourth uh, yeah, through, it, I think, I think January come. the 20th or something like that. Yeah, nobody ever you talks know. about the closure. They always talk about the opener. Yeah. By the time the closure comes, they're already burnt out already anyway. So, <laughs> Well, I just wish ever wish the best for everybody's wild uh, livestock out there because I've heard some uh, pretty bad stories of some loss of cattle and this and that on account of the drought. And really? So, Anyway, they had a report out with a, some guy. They confiscated 55 horses and a donkey uh, that wasn't being very well took care of after they lost three dozen cattle, and they lost, and that's from no water. And uh, there's some neglect and uh, something going on with that case. It was out. It came out in the paper yesterday, or a little fact paper down here. You hate yeah. to hear stories like that, but well, anyway, we got a little ranch. Little ranch clean up on Sunday. I think we'll go out to Sweeney and and see if it's not muddy enough. We are muddy, too muddy to get out to the barn and do a little clean up on it and get start getting things ready. And uh, I'm I'm ready to go. So All ready right, to go hunting, ready to go fishing. Yes, sir. Well, throw them a number out there. Somebody wants to come go with you. Thank you, buddy. 713-208-0683, man. Y'all have a great weekend. All right, Glenn. See you, man. Take care. You got it. All right. All right. That's the hammer down in the Tri-Bay area. You know, folks, if you want to know the latest and greatest in fishing, tune into the Texas Insider Fishing Report. That's Thursday nights 
at 10.30 p.m. on Valley Sports Net Southwest and AT&T Sports Net. This show will give you a fresh fishing forecast before the weekend so you can spend more time catching fish. And Texas Insider breaks down the state into six regions, three freshwater for bass and crappie enthusiasts, and three saltwater for the guys who want to catch trout and reds inshore and tuna, wahoo, and marlin offshore. So join in with Dave Farrell, Bree Gabrielle, and my friend Captain Rick Murphy to know what's hot and what's not. That's every Thursday night at 1030 Friday mornings at 7 a.m. and evenings at 5 p.m. on Bally Sports Southwest or AT&T Sportsnet. Check it out. Sports Radio 610 presents The Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Well, I left Kentucky back in 49 and went to Detroit working on the... Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show. All right. It's 4.18 here in the Bayou City, looking at the shower going down, uh, kind of down the middle of West Bay. It's right there over Tiki Island, Bayou Vista, all that area, moving to the east, headed towards the causeway, so it's kind of right there now anyway. But that's about the only thing I see affecting fishermen bay-wise. There's a couple little little bumpers, one offshore from the pass, San Luis Pass, and then you've got... Uh, couple of them north of there and they're uh they're moving to the east also everything's moving from west to east kind of the way it was yesterday so that's where we stand on weather nothing too threatening at this time people are loving the rain i know that definitely loving it and uh in case you missed the sunrise this morning you know for teal hunters 704 a.m is sunrise so just uh Whatever area you're in, that's in the Houston-Galveston area, that 704. So you subtract 30 minutes from that, and that'll be legal shooting time, which will make it 634, depending on where you're at. All right, well, let's get to our phone lines. Let's check in with Captain Tommy Alexander this morning to see how he's doing. Tommy boy, what's going on? What's up, Mickey? How are you? Oh, I'm alive. <laughs> I'm alive. Well, how'd that tournament go for you, that Haney's Boat Owners Tournament? How many boats? Wasn't there almost like 400 boats in that or something? Yeah, man. It was like. It was a bunch. So, so first, originally, I'd heard that there was going to be like, like my first number I heard was like 60 teams. <laughs> and then someone else said, and then someone said, oh, no, no, it's like 180 teams. I was like, okay, that sounds, that sounds about right. And then we get down there and there was like 300 Good Lord. 280 or something. 280, I think, or something. That was like, that was the number. 288. Yeah, I don't remember. That's a bunch of people. It was a lot. Yeah. Like it was, it was close to 300 boats. Mm -hmm. That's nasty. Yeah. Yeah. That's a serious tournament. But, you know, I don't think, I mean, there was a lot of them that didn't. I don't know. I don't know if they all went to weigh in. You know, I don't think all of them came to weigh in, but. But I do think most of them did because the way he does that tournament. So, man, Chris throws a good – he throws a good tournament. He also throws a good party, you know. He just – Chris knows how to have have a good time, throw a party, and have a tournament. Yeah. You know, he just he just knows how to do it. But uh, – so the way he did it was, you know, he gave away a, a boat, a new Haney. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was a raffle ticket deal. But right. it wasn't like – present to win. 
Yes, and you couldn't buy tickets. The only way you got tickets, to get a ticket. you got to be in a tournament. That's right. So it wasn't like you could just walk around and buy as many tickets as you wanted. Right. The only people that had tickets were people that were entered in the tournament. They were entered. Exactly. That's yep. a good idea. They had to be entered, and you had to be present. So That'll make everybody come to a weigh-in, I can tell you that. Yeah, that's right. That makes everybody come to the weigh-in. And uh, they had great food and drinks, and I mean, they had a live band playing, and I mean, it was a, I mean, it was a good time. And uh, and we did good. We did not win the boat, but we did good the tournament. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted to win the boat, but mm, that part did not happen. But a friend of mine, shout out to him. A friend of mine did win the boat, so it was a, well, a guy cool. I know. A guy I'm known for. I've known him for a lot of years. He won the boat, so awesome. That was a, that was a cool deal. And the way they did that, they drew ten, ten numbers out, ten tickets, and ten people went on stage. And then they put their ten tickets back in another bucket, and he started drawing. And the last one on stage got the boat. Huh. So that's how that's how he did that. Yeah. But uh, he our tickets were not one of them, so we didn't get it. But as far as the tournament goes, yeah, we did good, man. We we got a uh, second place overall and second place big red, uh, and uh, we 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 won something in every category. So, well, that's we good. hit her pretty good. Yeah, awesome. We hit her pretty good. It was a good tournament. We had a uh, it was a three. He did it a three fish tournament. It was two reds and one trout. It was a stringer. And he, and he made it where the trout couldn't be over 23. So he kept it like the old limit, you know. So two reds, one trout, no no trout over 23. And we weighed in 18.8 is what we had. So we did pretty good. We had a we had an 8.3 red and like an 8 even red. You know, we had two good reds. Right. We were in good red. We actually caught about five what overs. It, what won it, Tommy? The total stringer. We were we were predicting what twenty twenty one pounds it'd take. Yes, to win it. It, no, it wasn't that much. It was nineteen four or something like that. Yeah, we missed it by a we, few ounces. Yeah, we we had eighteen eight and nineteen four was what beat us. Boy, that's which we nice. were leading all the way to like there were literally like five teams left to weigh in, and we were still leading. So one of those last five teams is what bumped us. Where the majority Man. of the people fish? Oh, like everywhere. I don't know. That. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know if there wasn't. A majority probably fished there. Uh, the, I think the majority probably went out of there. But there were people. There were teams from everywhere, from Port Mansfield. Some people fished in Port Mansfield. Yeah, and then and then back to Matagorda. So I mean, it, it ranged from Matagorda to Port Mansfield. Man, because the rule was you could trailer. So you could put in anywhere you wanted. You just had to come back there for weigh-in. Right. Uh, so you, you could trailer. You could put in at any time in the morning that you wanted to put in. And you could trailer. You just couldn't You just couldn't fish until a certain time. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no lines in the water until start time. Exactly. Right. That's right. So that's how we did it. Uh, we put in really early, let me just tell you. <laughs> <laughs> we 
we were afraid there were there were boats our first thought there were boats all had been all around it so not necessarily on it but all around it you know mm-hmm. so we put in real real early ran out there real early and we did one of those sit in the dark numbers in the boat for a while and then and then slid in the water and went to fishing well so but yeah it was good man we 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 won some really nice trophies we got a little bit of cash uh it wasn't a big cash pot tournament you know but the biggest thing he did was give away the boat you know that was his big his big deal Mm -hmm. but i'll tell you his door prizes he get he had like a thousand door prizes so like literally pretty much everybody got something Mm -hmm. he had tons of coolers Rod and reels. I mean, he just had lots of good stuff that he gave away. Right. He did a good tournament. I mean, I, I he did it right. He did oh, a good it deal. Sounds like that was a good time for everybody. Yep. And uh, made for a long day with those early launches like that. And, oh. oh. So boy. we we fished. You know, we fished. You know, closer to here, back to Matagorda. So, not in Matagorda, but we fished back closer to Matagorda. We fished more like around Port O'Connor. Yeah. So we launched our boat. Let's just, I'll tell you this. We launched our boat at like three forty-five in the morning. That's when we were putting in. Mm-hmm. So we were putting the boat in at three forty-five in the morning. And by the time I left Rance's pass and got back home, it was 1115 at night. Good Lord. Hope you didn't so, have a trip the next day. No, I didn't. I didn't have one. The next day. So, so I've had to do that gone. before, though. Get home late, and you got a trip the next day, and you're just yeah. going, "Man, I got to get some sleep. I'm exhausted." Yep, I, I didn't have one the next day, but so I was, you know, we were in the, we were launching at three forty-five in the morning. It was eleven something by the time I got back home. Good lord! It was a long day, but it was worth it. We did good. Came out, came out good. Caught a lot of fish. Okay, we were trying to get the right red. You know how it is when you're trying to get the right red. We oh, were catching yeah. oversized. I mean, like I was catching big ones. God, man, I measured them. I, I had a 29 and a half that weighed 10. Then I had a I had one that was 28 and a half that weighed nine one. Yeah, and it was 28 and a half. But it's just too, you know. God, we were and then and then we caught some even bigger. We, I had a 30 that weighed like 10. Yeah. God, we were just trying to get them. You know, we just had overs. But then finally I caught one that was 28, 28, uh, 27 and three quarters and it weighed eight, three. Yeah. And then we had another 27 and three quarters and it weighed eight, I think is what it was. And so we went with that. And then our trout was the only thing that was, it just could yeah, have been all a little you needed bigger. then yeah. was a four pound trout and bingo. Right. And, and nobody had a four pound trout, you know, that would I think three six or something was the biggest trout weighed in. Wow. And ours was three. I think we our trout was like around three. Amazing. Something like that. Because it couldn't go over it couldn't go over twenty three inches, you know. Mm-hmm. But uh we and we were sitting on one that was like a pound and a half. Like we were catching trout, but we couldn't get anything over a pound and a half. Like seventeen, eighteen inches was the biggest one we could catch. Right. And I mean we're sitting there catching seventeen inches and couldn't catch anything bigger and then finally we were getting down to the wire because we knew exactly when we had to put the boat on the trailer to get back to Rance's pass you know to weigh in 
Right. And uh, I remember I was thinking, we got yeah, you we got to play it just yeah. right and hope the traffic, yes. everything falls into everything place. Everything was man. just right. So, and I was thinking in my head, I said, we got about 20 minutes of fishing left. And I hollered out to my buddy that was beside me. I said, we, you know, we got about, we were standing on a little reef walking down it. And I said, we got about 20 minutes of fishing left. And everybody said, yeah, yeah. And then about two casts after I said that, I was throwing a big white paddle tail. About two casts after I said that, boom, I set the hook. I said, man, this one feels pretty good. Got it up, started splashing. I said, oh, this one might be it. And, and I netted it. And I said, and I think this is what we're going to have to do. This is going to have to do. And it was like 21 inches and weighed like three pounds. I said, let's go. We got to go. Oh, yeah. Uh, Pulling the old rabbit it, out of the hat. Yeah. But we Last had shark minute. problems. That's why you don't ever we, give up. No, that's why you don't ever give up. We had a shark eat one of my oversized reds, had oh, a 30 inch red. I caught it and released it, and it swam about 10 feet from from us, and and then a freaking Explosion. shark smoked it. Yes. <laughs> I mean, smoked it. And I didn't even know that shark was there. I mean, it must have been, it was right there. You know, we nah, were waiting. He's just watching it. you catch fish, and he just yeah, waiting for he the right watching. opportunity, man. Them sharks right. are nasty. He was just watching. It was nasty because I did not know he was there. Now, earlier, I had saw one. I knew one was there earlier. I, there was one that come by a couple hours before, and I watched him about a five-footer, and uh, and he cruising around and stuff. But he left. It had been an hour or two. I did not know this one was there. I mean, I didn't see signs of it, nothing. You know, I usually you can tell. You know they're there. Mm-hmm. Man, this thing was... Yeah, it was nasty. He, he, I did not know he was there. And boy, I, I released that red and it swam off and got smoked. I said, oh boy. I took a picture. We went and picked it up. My buddy actually picked it up. Colton. Colton Knippling is the one who picked it up. He fished with us. And, and uh, we had a great team too, by the way. I had a, I had a good team. It was me and a guy named Colton Knippling and another guy named Caleb Wilson and a Tyler Eckert that we just, we had this good, all good friends of mine. Tyler you know, Eckert. You, I heard yeah, of you. you know him? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like in team. So I heard of you. <laughs> I heard of you. I yeah. We had a, you. it was a, it, we just had a good team, you know, everybody fished together good and we're all buddies. One of them kind of deals. So, but anyway, yeah, it was fun. A long day, but it was, it was fun. I'm, I'm already looking forward to doing it. Now. We already said we're going to do it next year. I'm sure. So, yeah, that's fun deals. for everybody. We tr- we were hoping to win the boat. That was the main deal. But and if you enter early, you get two uh, t- uh, an extra ticket. So we actually had eight tickets. We each yeah. person gets one, and then we entered early, so we got the bonus ticket. So we had eight tickets. So our team had eight shots at it, but wasn't good enough. Oh, well, you gave it the All-American try. That's all you can do. Yeah. And I'll tell you, too, I I don't know how much time we got left, but I'll tell you something that we did that I would recommend not doing anymore <laughs> or again. <laughs> we learned a lesson on one thing. So 
these uh it was a it was you didn't have to weigh in alive it was just a regular old school tournament and that's why he only did one trout and he kept right. it under 23 because he didn't want to kill a bunch of fish you know uh so which we said okay that's fine that makes it a lot easier so we didn't keep anything unless it was what we were using we were we were uh waiting with those fish baskets you know the nets right so every time we would upgrade you know we would let the other one go so we literally didn't you know we only killed three fish the ones we took in so uh anyway we I've always used, you know, I've used like slush water before, like, you know, with the ice mixture. And I always, I like to use slush water because I think when you throw a fish in the, in the slush water, I'm telling some of my tricks here, but you throw a fish in the slush water and, and they, they die, you know, it kills them. They die instantly. So they don't have time. To, they don't have time to, to split, to spit up stuff. You know what I'm saying? Right. They won't spit up all your weight. You'll lose weight. They'll spit them up and, and then. It keeps them hydrated and stuff. Anyway, so <laughs> one person on the team had heard that uh, if you throw a little rock salt in there, that they keep all their weight. Like, it, they, they, they don't yeah. lose any weight at all. Well, so, well, and we used a Yeti, so don't do this. So we used a Yeti, which is too good. So we did slush water with a Yeti and threw a little rock salt in there. And you froze them. Well, it froze them. I yeah. mean, when I say froze them, I don't mean like, oh, they're stiff. I mean like they've been in a freezer for a week. Right. Like we pulled, we said we're going to get DQ'd. They're going to think we freaking yeah. froze these fish. Uh, you know, we I'm pulled them out there. it turn our eyeballs white. It did. It turned it their did. eyeballs white and froze uh -oh. them, yes. So uh, I pulled them out when we got back to the boat, and I said, oh, my God. Like we freaked out. I said, we are like done. They're going yeah, to think rock salt is not fish. a good thing. At uh, no, not a good thing. So the only thing I could think of, we we weighed them and measured them again, and they were frozen like a rock. Eyes were wide. I'm thinking, oh my god, we are ruined. You know, they're going to think we we freaking froze these fish. Unthawed fish. The only yeah. thing I the only thing I could think of, I said, well, let's just we got an hour and tw twenty minutes or whatever it was to weigh in. I said, let's just throw these things in some regular water. Just just let's put ice in the cooler. I mean, not ice, just just regular water so they thaw out a little bit. You know what I mean? I said, they're going to thaw out in water, you know, an hour, 20-minute, hour and a half ride. Well, they did thaw out. But when they thawed out, they lost all their blood and all their slime. So we get to the weigh-in, and we done lost, like, four ounces of weight. Well, at done, least. I mean, uh... At least. We opened the cooler, and the whole cooler was red and slime everywhere. Yeah, that uh, no. Out all the years we did Trout Master and we we did all these different experiments. Uh, the best way to do fish is dry. Just put pack them both sides with ice. That stops all the decomposition process, and you yeah. you hold your weight on those fish, and they stay fresher. Slush ice, all that uh, they actually decompose in that because you can't get it down to thirty two degrees. Gotcha. It's above it's above thirty two degrees. So, just that little info there for people that don't know how hey, you're weighing in fish in a tournament. Get them on ice as soon as possible yeah. and make sure it's dry. No slush in the cooler. Just pure dry ice on both sides of the fish. And yeah, you'll hold your weight kinda... way better and keep them fresher, especially when the Tory meter it, hits them. Because <laughs> that Tory meter don't lie. Yeah, that's right. 
All right, Tommy, I am out of time now. If somebody wants to call you, though, give them some info how they get a hold of you, brother. Yeah, they can uh, get me on Facebook, Tommy Alexander. Just call me on my phone, leave a message, or send me a text either way at 979-709-8242. Got it. All right, Tommy, you have a good weekend. Good talking to you, buddy. You take care. Yes, sir. All right, y'all take care. All right, later. All right. That's Captain Tommy Alexander. Time for a break. You're listening to the Outdoor Show here at Sports Radio 610. We'll be right back. Live from the Twin Peaks studios, Sports Radio 610 presents the Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show. 440 here in the Bayou City. All right, let's run down to South Padre and check in with Captain Brian Barrera this morning see what he's up to. Morning, Brian. How are you, man? Pretty good, sir. How are you doing? Couldn't be better. It's all good. What's up with you? All right, just uh, doing my thing, moving around, getting ready to do a little fishing today. Right. Wind, wind and surf has picked up more than what it said it's going to be, so I'm not going to be doing any tarpon chasing or anything like that. But I think I'm going to do some snook fishing. Well, it. I figured you'd have a little wind. I was talking to some buddies of mine down on their South Texas ranches last night, and it was blowing about 20 down there. No, I just don't get it. I don't either. <laughs> it's September, man. <laughs> Give me a break already. It's been the windiest year I've ever had. It has. Well, you've been catching some. I've been seeing a little bit out of you and Kelly. Didn't you do some? Uh, do a few night moves? <laughs> yep. Yep, we did some night went and, and uh fished. How cool was that? That blue moon that was happening, that was very cool. I had mullet all stacked up, mullet were just jumping everywhere, flying out of the water, tarpon right. flying out of the water, we were hooking a bunch of fish left and right. It was pretty awesome. Just a little dangerous out there, so we'll make sure we got our life jackets and everything. Taking it nice and smooth. Well, anything big? Anything to write home about? Um, and some, so some of them are closer to sunrise. Some of them are uh, really big, you know, 160, 180 mm-hmm. pounds. But uh, for the most part, like in the middle of the night like that, so most of those fish are 60 pounds, 20 pounds, you know. Right. So it's, it's pretty cool. It's been good that. I want to looking forward to trying to do that again. Yeah, if you can catch the right weather window, man, that's a big deal. Yeah, weather, weather, it's weather. Opposite of that, now we've got like no moon. So, yeah, we're on a total dark moon. We're yeah, on zero really visibility right now. As soon as the sun comes up, the fish are chewing right now. Are they? Yep, we got a good one yesterday. As soon as the sun came up. And uh, we got one the day before also. We actually got a double hookup uh, a few days ago. Got a double hookup on very big tarpon, probably about 180, 170 pounders. And mm-hmm. miraculously, we landed both of them. That's cool. Which is which is hard to do. We had a, a cool couple tag teaming together, working together, and both of them were moving around. And luckily, the tarpon stayed far enough away from each other where they never snagged, you know. That's always a plus. Keep them yep, crossing lines or anything. Landed one about ten minutes before the other, so it was perfect. 
Yeah. Give you a good uh, good photo window. You can photograph and video each fish. Yep, yep. And fishing has been good. You know, I've been uh, going out of uh, docking out of White Sands all week because I was having some trailer issues. My trailer cracked on me, so I had a uh, oh friend man, yeah, classic trailer blunder. Blunder. So yeah, I've been a. Uh, docking out of a different dock which is kind of throwing me off i freaking forgot my sunglasses yesterday and then i think on Tuesday, oh my god how did you make it through the day without sunglasses oh man oh i had to do the classic hat as low as it can go and the buff literally over the bottom <laughs> half of the island <laughs> well throw another pair under the leaning post or under the seat or something that's what yeah, I do, just in case I forget. I, I very seldom forget, but there's no. I'd have to go back home and get my glasses. I could, there's no way this old man's gonna fish all day without shades. Got to have them, man. Yeah, yeah. Or I'd be a werewolf when I got to the dock, ready to kill people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, well, we've been surviving. You know, fishing's been fishing's been pretty good. Hopefully, it gets better. We just need good weather, you know. It's just a lot of that, a lot of storms and stuff, too, happening out there. So we'll see what happens. It's like I had said, it's just been the windiest year I've had in maybe five years or so. It's been strange, brother. It really has. We adjust. We'll adjust. We'll make it. We're catching fish. I went and uh, did a bunch of juvenile tarpon fishing the other day, too, and I think we hooked 11 of them. Oh, that's still pretty good then, huh? Yeah, I had like a, a gang of three guys, all friends, older, you know, seventies, uh, and uh, they all came and, and everybody got themselves a little tarp, and it was pretty cool. We well, had two neat. days together, so one of them got a huge one, and the other guys uh, got two small ones. That'll so that's work. pretty cool, especially for a gang of friends that have been, you know, go, they said they've been going on fishing vacations together for like twenty years. Pretty cool. That's a good place to come, do something different. Yep, yep. So with Slide all the, all the uh, way south. With all the slightly slick conditions here, we've been doing, I mean, I've been seeing all my friends and stuff and catching some uh, bunch of redfish. People are getting into the schools of reds, you know, they can kind of see them cruising. Yeah, it's, they're schooling up good this time of year. It's definitely redfish season. Yep, yep. There's, people are catching trout and stuff, too. Now the limits are back down. People are. I'm starting to notice a few trout coming in, but not a ton. Well, that gives them an opportunity to catch, you know, to keep keep some fish with that 15 inch minimum. And yes, it does. It does. People are keeping it. I haven't been seeing too much uh, people taking advantage, but we'll see what happens come uh, next summer when they're a lot easier to catch. Right now, I mean, then. Uh, I mean, people are still using croaker and stuff right now, I guess. I'm still seeing the flags fly in the morning, so I would assume as long as the flags are flying, people will be soaking them. So I know that there's still a trout bite going on out there, and then most of the people I've been talking to are just using artificial. Yeah. Well, you've got right. some people that I've talked to that with uh, like the, some of them in the early mornings with the zero wind, they're just kind of anchored up, spreading out. 
cut bait and whatnot, you know, and then fishing the jetties also. Well, and it, uh, you know, with the right weather inshore, you know, it, it, with the way the red school in August and September, you know, that's our two best months up here as far as, you know, get, getting them in big big groups and schools where they school good and come to the top and and all that. We see a lot of that. And I, I had a friend the other day, he just, uh, he did some burning across the back of my bay, and he said, I have never seen so many bull reds on those grass lines and black tip sharks. He said, I couldn't believe what I was seeing. And he said, wow. when I did see trout, they were just real little, like, you know, that 10-inch look. But uh, hmm. he just went looking around, and he just, uh, he he said, man, and, and he didn't even go out deep where the, you know, the bulls are really schooling on on the surface. He's just running shallow grass lines, I think, pre-fishing for a tournament or whatever. And he said, I can't believe the amount of bulls against that grass. But we got places where those bulls are in there in a foot and a half of water, and they're jumping out of the water like mullet with sharks chasing them and eating them, blowing up on them. It's crazy. Wow. I can't believe all the predators in our bay system right now. You know, and I and I look at a bull red as a predator also. They're like the feral hog of the bay. They eat everything. Small uh, trout, mullet, it don't matter. If it gets in their way, they're going to smoke it. Yeah. My friend said that uh, that it's been a real sharky year out on the flats and on the bay more than usual. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're, been, they've been real prevalent. Quite a few, like bonnetheads and stuff like that inside the jetty. Bonnetheads yeah. and black tips. A lot of them have moved into the jetty. There'll be days where can't even throw a live bait because you're getting smashed by black tips. I still like getting any fish eaten or anything, but I'm sure other people are. Yeah, stringers tucked out and whatnot. It's happening a lot, especially releasing fish too. A lot of times you'll fight a good fish in and uh, turn it loose, and as soon as he hits the water, he gets smoked by a big old bull or a black tip. Wow. Lots that's of predators. Hard. Yep, yep. Uh, and that's not even counting to us and, and uh, dolphins. <laughs> yeah, I know. The two fishy. worst ones, probably. Hey, you you got to be a tough hombre to swim around in these waters these days, man. You've got to be a survivor. You really do. They really do. It's a tough life out there for a fish right now. Probably the wildest thing I ever had happen. I had a woman years ago when I tarpon fished, and I took her and her husband tarpon fishing, and we caught a couple of big ones right off the bat. And and uh, she had one on, I don't know, that afternoon about 90 pounds and fought it down and got it right up by the boat, and I was fixing to wrap my hand around a leader in a big old shark came out from under my boat and just smoked that tarp and bit it off right behind the head swallowed the whole body i mean a huge wow. shark and uh looked like a bass eating a minnow wow we're just sitting there with a i got i leadered that and the tarpon's mouth just opening and closing and there's nothing left of him <laughs> just a head right behind the shoulders man Jeez. pretty crazy yeah I've had I've seen I see a lot of sharks out there and most of them are smaller, but then every once in a while I see one that actually scares you, you know, that are so huge. Yeah, like don't fall in; he could swallow you. You know, they, yeah, like huge sharks. That happens got, like, a lot over in Florida. Uh, their body 
couldn't even yeah. bear hug them. Could get your arms around them. Goodness. The ones I've seen. Like, I've you seen see that a lot over in Florida at Boca Grand Pass. A lot of a lot of tarpon oh, yeah. get eaten by big hammerheads and stuff. Yep, yep. Big Definitely. boys. That's the main place where they're getting they're getting eaten by by sharks and stuff. You know, that's yeah. just like they just the sharks actually. Fishermen have actually changed what nature is doing there. Almost, it's like there's more sharks now because there's fishermen catching tarpon, and it's easier to eat the tarpon. So sharks have actually moved in more. You know, it's like a human effect on Mother Nature. Yeah, well, it's like uh, humans feeding bears. You know, that's a no-no. Yeah. And uh, same thing with the, the dolphin deal. I mean, obviously right. dolphins aren't going to attack you and eat you, but. They'll eat your fish just as much. And yeah, they will. Much, you know, <laughs> you're not supposed to be feeding those dolphins. And they're smart. They're smart animals. Well, it's uh, like anything. If you uh, yeah. feed it, they will come. Just like yep. alligators. Yep. You're not supposed to feed alligators around here either. A lot yeah, of people do it, and it, uh, it'll come back to haunt them. Part of the deal with that I've been seeing. Speaking of dolphins, I've been seeing them work some tarpon lately really? at the jetties. Right. I've seen dolphins just flinging, flinging 15-pounders in the air and stuff. Just a sea of scales at the tip of the jetty. I see that maybe once a year. I'm not sure if the tarpon are just lack of food or they just get really bored someday. Well, or either they get full and then they start playing with the fish that they're feeding on or whatever. I've seen them do that with uh, with flounder before, sling them up in there, and another one will catch it and swallow it. Well, I've seen them and sling trout. them, like tails and stuff like that, yeah. I've sling those Pretty trout cool. like that, too. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. I like to see I like to see uh, videos of them flinging. I, I mean, I like, I enjoy watching the videos of them flinging that, and stingrays and stuff like that. I've seen that before online. It's pretty pretty amazing the dolphins are the smartest ones they're the best hunters yeah they are <laughs> we'll they're the ultimate food. swimming and eating machine that's for sure well hopefully today's a good one i'm hoping for some good some good action you know we've got like a got some wind and stuff and right it's just kind of in the middle it's like only nine mile an hour wind you know so it's not like if you really want to go tarpon fishing and try it out but you know it's going to be too rough so i just got to go and commit to doing something else because i know what i'll do is i'll take i'll take like five big huge tarpon rods and a couple small rods and then i'll end up just using the couple small rods and i'll have these big old tarpon rods to lug around all day and have my people casting around and stuff so you got to pick and choose when to you got to know when to hold them and know when to fold them when running the beach because it's pretty dangerous out there i was running the beach the other day up north and uh, almost ran over a darn uh, Mexican longline gillnet. On Texas waters on the Texas side? Coming out of our inlet, yep. Yep. Ah, man. So it made it seven miles all the way from Mexico up to our inlet, got sucked into the jetties on our tide. My first year tarpon fishing, I was going out before dark on the beach, and I ran over one. I had to jump out of the boat and cut it, cut it out of the propeller oh, on the man. beach. Oh, man on the beach before the sun came up. You want to talk about freaky? Yeah. You don't want to be in the, the water at night. I was in the dark, hanging out the back of my boat, 20 foot in the ocean, cutting that, 
cutting that line out of the propeller before my boat got washed into the shoreline, you know? My goodness gracious. Yep. Yep. That's been, so that's why I, that was why I started using the spotlight. And now I wait till there's at least a little bit of visibility unless I know exactly where I'm going. Yeah. The older you get, the more you'll start running at daylight, you know, it, uh, yeah, I noticed a lot though, as I got older, I started caring about living a little yeah. more. I know. Isn't that amazing? How, hey, when you're young, hey, hey, anything goes. You know, if we die, we die. But when you get older, you go, man, I don't want to die yet. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take it easy here. I'm not going to take the chance. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. All right, Brian. Well, hey, buddy, if somebody wants to come down and fish South Padre with you, how they get a hold of you, give them some info. Sure. You could give me a direct call or text, area code 956-755-9413, or you could check out the website, inshorefishingsouthpadre.com. All right, buddy. Well, hey, have a good weekend. I'll talk to you next week. Be safe. Thank you, sir. I appreciate it. Thank you, Brian. See you, man. All right, that's Captain Brian Barrera down in South Padre. It's time for our top of the hour break. You're listening to the Outdoor Show here at Sports Radio 610. We'll be right back. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.